chapter seventeen of fifty years ago by walter besant this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seventeen with the men of science on the science of fifty years ago much might be written but for a single reason namely that i know very little indeed about the condition of science in that remote period and very little about science of to-day there were no telegraph wires but there were semaphores talking to each other all day long there was no practical application of electricity at all there was no telephone i wish there were none now there were no anaesthetics there were no but why go on schools had no science masters universities no science tripos professors of science were feeble folk i can do no better for this chapter than to reproduce a report of a scientific meeting first published in tilt's annual to which hood thackeray and other eminent professors of science contributed for the year eighteen thirty six extracts from the proceedings of the association of british illuminati at their annual meeting held in dublin august eighteen thirty five dr hoaxham read an interesting paper on the conversion of moonbeams into substance and rendering shadows permanent both of which he had recently exemplified in the establishment of some public companies whose prospectuses he laid upon the table mr babel produced his calculating machine and its wonderful powers were tested in many ways by the audience it supplied to captain sir john north an accurate computation of the distance between a quarto volume and a cheesemonger's shop and solved a curious question as to the decimal proportions of cunning and credulity which worked by the rule of allegation would produce a product of ten thousand pounds professor jan hammer described his newly discovered process for breaking stones by an algebraic fraction mr crowsfoot read a paper on the natural history of the rook he defended their cause with great effect and proved that there is not a grain of truth in the charges against them which only arise from grub street malice the rev mr groper exhibited the skin of a toad which he discovered alive in a mass of sandstone the animal was found engaged on its autobiography and died of fright on having its house so suddenly broken into being probably of a nervous habit from passing so much time alone some extracts from its memoir were read and found exceedingly interesting its thoughts on the silent system of prison discipline though written in the dark strictly agreed with those of our most enlightened political economists dr deddy read a scientific paper on the manufacture of hydrogen which greatly interested those of the association who were members of temperance societies mr croke laid on the table an essay from the cabinet-maker society on the construction of frog stools professor parley exhibited his speaking machine which distinctly articulated the words repail repail to the great delight of many of the audience the learned professor stated that he was engaged on another for the use of his majesty's ministers which would already say my lords and gentlemen and he doubted not by the next meeting of parliament would be able to pronounce the whole of the opening speech mr multiply produced and explained the principle of his exaggerating machine he displayed its amazing powers on the mathematical point which with little trouble was made to appear as large as a coach-wheel 
he demonstrated its utility in all the relations of society as applied to the failings of the absent the growth of a tale of scandal the exploits of travellers etc etc the author of the pleasures of hope presented through a member a very amusing essay on the gratification arising from the throttling of crying children but as the ladies would not leave the room it could not be read captain north exhibited some shavings of the real pole and a small bottle which he asserted contained scintillations of the aurora borealis from which he stated he had succeeded in extracting pure gold he announced that his nephew was preparing for a course of similar experiments of which he expected to know the result in october the gallant captain then favoured the company with a dissertation on phrenology of which he said he had been a believer for thirty years he stated that he had made many valuable verifications of that science on the skulls of the eskimo and that in his recent tour in quest of subscribers to his book his great success had been mainly attributable to his phrenological skill for that whenever he had an opportunity of feeling for soft places in the heads of the public he knew in a moment whether he should get a customer or not he said that whether in the examination of ships heads or sheep's heads in the choice of horses or housemaids he had found the science of preeminent utility he related the following remarkable phrenological cases a man and woman were executed in scotland for murder on presumptive evidence but another criminal confessed to the deed and a reprieve arrived the day after the execution the whole country was horrified but captain north having examined their heads he considered from the extraordinary size of their destructive organs that the sentence was prospectively just for they must have become murderers had they escaped hanging then their infant child of six months old was brought to him and perceiving on its head the same fatal tendencies he determined to avert the evil for which purpose by means of a pair of moles he so compressed the skull in its vicious propensities and enlarged it in its virtuous ones that the child grew up a model of perfection the second instance was of a married couple whose lives were a continued scene of discord till they parted on examining their heads scientifically he discovered the elementary causes of their unhappiness their skulls were unfortunately too thick to be treated as in the foregoing case but causing both their heads to be shaved he by dint of planing down in some places and laying on padding in others contrived to produce all the requisite phrenological developments and they were then living a perfect pattern of conjugal felicity a thing which could not have happened without phrenology this dissertation was received with loud applauses from the entire assembly whose phrenological organs becoming greatly excited and developed in an amazing degree by the enthusiasm of the subject they all fell to examining each other's bumps with such eagerness that the meeting dissolved in confusion End of chapter 17